0: Hello, friends, and all the beautiful listeners who are out there right now. On Monday, I went to a special church council meeting. How in the world I got on the church council, I'm not even sure. I'm just going to say it was driven by God, and I did it. It truly was... Close to the last place I wanted to go after a long day, but it was my responsibility, and I'm so glad that I did because when the meeting was coming to an end, Pastor Guy Vogel, a retired pastor, who legit could be one of the original disciples, he's just that good, ended with a small evening liturgy that came out of the Lutheran hymnal that I had never heard before and moved me to almost the point of tears. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm not really a crier, so if... That feeling comes, I usually squelch it pretty fast, but it was that feeling of, I could just cry right now because I am so grateful for a God who is present. It has been quite a week and i Sometimes I feel like the world is going crazy, or at least the United States is going crazy. And then I think even in our own state, there's all kinds of stuff going on and in our own town or city and bringing it all the way into our own families and right down to our own self. It is at that individual level that so many of us feel stressed out, out of control, full of grief, full of anger, depressed, all kinds of feelings that can be so overwhelming. Some of it is circumstantial. Some of it is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Out of our control is really what I'm looking for. Some of it is physical. Some of it is mental. Some of it is just the science that goes on In our bodies and in our world and all the things that are combined sleep and eating and exercise and communication and emotions and it's a lot it's just a lot to take in and so much media and so much adversity it's crazy and everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to be heard and not very many of us want to listen. So it's crazy and we we work at home or we have to go into work every day or working overtime or not getting enough hours So many things that add to the pressure. Even vacation can be stressful. It's so hard to have peace and calm. And for anybody who knows God, anybody who has a relationship with God, you know there are those moments where you feel the presence of God. And if you don't know God, you can absolutely feel the presence of God. Acknowledging it is a big part of it. And there are moments where God will absolutely make sure you acknowledge it. I think of the Apostle Paul, who did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He acknowledged, I'm sure that Christ existed, but he was absolutely out to take captive anybody who believed this and put them in jail or perhaps even death. And Jesus appears to him on the road to Damascus. So just because somebody is a believer doesn't mean they have a leg up on somebody who is not a believer because God loves us all and he is waiting for us and so feeling the presence of God is available to all of us and it's hard but I thought of three times this week where I really felt God's presence. The first was at church, of course, right? You know, I mean, when you are in worship, God is present for sure. And to focus and to pay attention and really hone in on why you're there there. I think, helps. I think the presence of the Holy Spirit is really what that's all about and what moves inside of us to be moved. I was walking, and I, oh, you know what? That was Saturday before Sunday, so um, church was one, but the day before I was walking, and it was a pretty rainy day, and there was this moment in between where it probably, might not rain. So I thought I'm going to try to get out. At least it'll be cool. And if it rains on me, I'm going to walk close to home. And I walked over to the high school and walked on the track because then I thought if it really went pouring rain, I'm only about a mile away, not even a full mile. And as I am walking on the track and it is a cool breeze and you know a little bit overcast so the sun isn't shining down directly on me, making me feel overheated. I was overwhelmed. And in walking, I was feeling like I could maybe get some of that anxiety out. And I know some of it was, is grief. It is nearing the time that my mom went to heaven. And it's making me feel a little bit panicky because there's comfort in knowing a year ago my mom was still here. And somehow to hit that year mark is bothering me. Maybe it does. it. I don't know that I felt that way when my dad died, but somehow it's bugging me with my mom. And so I was having some grief, and grief is such a rag just on on you all the time nagging at you and yet it's also this beautiful thing that is the vehicle for all of the memories and the love that we have for somebody so having all these feelings as I'm walking and trying to like you know "Mm, I'm I'm Chrissy. I'm going to work this out and I'm, just, I'm going to be okay and I'm going to start laughing and be happy and blah, blah, blah. That, I'm, that's how mental I am. And I could just feel God's presence saying, it's okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have grief. It's okay to be uncomfortable and unsettled. And I felt felt a weight lifted off my shoulder and I looked next to me and there wasn't anybody there but I pretended like Jesus was walking with me and I was happy and then the third time is what I said at the beginning at this council meeting and as pastor guy was speaking this liturgy and it was Jeremiah fourteen nine, yet you are Yet you are in our midst. Don't leave us. That's the um, condensed version. But to know that God is in our midst and not your mitts, as in your baseball mitt, your midst. (laughs) All of a sudden, when I said that, it sounded hilarious to me, and I felt the need to make a joke about your baseball mitt versus your midst. Anyways, God is there. God is present. And how awesome is that? The Bible actually confirms that in so many ways. I was having a conversation with my friend Jenny. You know, eight six seven five three o nine. Just kidding. That's not our telephone number. But that's hilarious. And if you don't get it, Google it because it means you're probably too young or too old. Sorry, Phyllis. I super love you, but you probably don't get that joke. Anyways, the rest of the world, including my sister Susie, is probably busting a gut right now. Anyways, my friend Jenny. For real, that's her name and I were talking, and I just was explaining that I want people to know Jesus similar to how I would want them to know her. Jenny is this beautiful human being. She does a lot for our community. She's friends with lots of people. She's friendly and bubbly and kind and good. And so I would want To introduce my friend Jenny to other people of course Jesus Christ is on a completely different level than my friend Jenny love you Jenny but Jesus just reigns and so it's bigger than that but it's also not because if you come to know Jesus out of this curiosity from listening to this podcast or from a moment in church or from somebody that you know that is a Christian or because you have a road to Damascus experience, whatever it is, it's your, it's your relationship. It's your personal commitment to Christ. And that is such a super cool thing. So I tell you that because the next thing I'm going to tell you is all these spots in the Bible that talk about God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in our midst. And God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, our Creator, Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% man, the Holy Spirit, who Christ, when he ascends, leaves with us. All one God, three parts, very confusing, super hard to explain, and yet somehow God has made perfect sense of it. And, And when you read the Bible, the more you get to know your friend Jesus, the more his Holy Spirit helps you and guides you and gives you understanding. I think it's interesting because sometimes we all come to maybe a slightly different understanding. Of course we do, because it is God's word to us. It is God's word to you, and it is that personal. And I struggle with anyone that puts an absolute on what something means because God is talking to me and when he's talking to me, he's not talking to you. And so there could be a difference. And so for me to judge what you make out of it seems pretty unfair because those are God's words to you and they are God's words to me. And granted, we need to be careful. We can't manipulate it into what we want it to be, which is why we continue to pursue it and continue to read it and continue to talk to God, the author. And so God's presence starts with Adam and Eve, because when he makes Adam and Eve, he is present with them. In fact, when they sin and they're all of a sudden, like, oh my goodness, we're naked. How would they even know what naked meant? Oh yeah, that's right, because they ate from the tree of um, the knowledge of good and evil. And somehow nakedness all of a sudden became something shameful because they were sinful humans. Thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. You wrecked everything. And all of a sudden, while they're hiding, they hear God walking in the garden Genesis three eight, they heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. So there you go. God says, "Don't go out on a hot day and walk. Wait till the cool of the day." He also speaks in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, "You will seek me and find me." In Exodus, he tells Moses. My presence will go with you. In Joshua, he says, The Lord God is with you wherever you go. So many verses, so many moments, is what I was trying to say, where God is saying He is present. And that is so comforting. Next, I would speak to more of the New Testament, because now we enter in Jesus. And the cool part about Jesus is now here is a human that somebody can touch and relate to. And I think that's pretty cool in the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Because it's hard to think of God as your friend, But it's easy to think of Jesus as your friend because he was this human and God at the same time. And so when Jesus speaks, prior to Jesus being born, an angel comes to Joseph and says that the baby Mary is carrying is the Messiah. And his name will be Jesus. It will be Emmanuel, God with us. Again, that's the short and condensed Chrissy version of that verse. It's Matthew 1, 22 and 23. Emmanuel, God with us. And it is God saying that I am coming down in the form of human to be with you the presence of Christ is God with us. In Matthew 18, Jesus says, for where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. In Matthew 28, he says, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And he doesn't say, um, I'm with you until I ascend. I'm with you till the end of the age, and we know he sends his Holy Spirit. I'll talk about that in a minute, meaning I'm still with you. That is me in spirit form. John 14, 15, and 17 is where he speaks of the Holy Spirit. But I got a quick rewind because we talked about Emmanuel, God with us. John, in John 1, 14, he says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I think that's probably why I just sometimes fixate on Jesus because they're in human flesh. They're in live color, no pun intended because Jesus really was a person of color and not white man, is Christ. And he is there teaching and preaching and touching and loving and all the things, eating and drinking and dancing and healing and praying and all the things that we do as humans. And he does them sinlessly. And then he takes on all of our sin to pay the debt for sin all the way back to Adam and Eve. In fact, that is the plan that God creates in Genesis. And so I think the whole, the word became flesh and dwelt among us helps me to really put it all into perspective on who God is and how great God is. And Jesus tells us about God the Father to teach us, you know, and I know it's weird. And I always laugh because it sounds so weird. It sounds so like multiple personality, but it's, it is, and it's not. And think of it however you want. But when you know God, it's, it makes sense and it all comes together. And so in John 14, 15 through 17, he says, he will give you another counselor to be with you, forever. The spirit of truth. And so the Holy Spirit is with us and intercedes for us and teaches us and guides us and counsels us. God is so present. And we, I talked, not we talked, because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to this really cute little round microphone right now. But I feel like I'm talking to you. And so We talk about being overwhelmed because of a diagnosis, because of depression in our lives or grief. We talk about the stress and all of those things that just weigh so heavy on our hearts and our minds and our physical and emotional bodies and here is our answer to it, is that our, lo- our load is lightened when we look and see the presence of God. Sorry, I snuck the commercial in without telling you, okay? It's just part of doing a podcast, kind of fun. I've been doing it for over a year. The commercial pays a little bit. I've earned an entire $21. So thank you everybody for making me $21 richer. I haven't even cashed it out. You know, what is $21 going to buy? It's a lot of coffee at Starbucks. Not really. It's actually only probably three cups. Anywho, my real point here is what? Is that God is present. And there's no like stipulations. There's no, if you do this, then I will do this. God is right there. I love the verse in Revelation, and I feel like I'm coming to the close, but I'm really not. That's because the book of Revelation is the last book of the Bible, but it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. First of all, the fact that Jesus added in that he'll come in and eat with me, like score, because who doesn't love a good meal? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Very hard for me to pick out which one is my favorite because each one has their own thing like breakfast, come on. Like, I love eggs. I love pancakes. I love French toast. I love oatmeal. There, I love a quiche. I love a muffin. I love a bagel. Susie, are you busting the gut right now? My sister loves it when I do a good long list in my podcast. But seriously, I could go on and on and on on breakfast foods. Delicious, right? Lunch, I mean, come on. Sandwiches are so much fun all the different sandwiches you can make and just how you can do fun salads and tacos. And then dinner, it's just fun to go out for a super fancy dinner or like in the big chill when a bunch of friends are making dinner. I've never had that big chill moment with like a mixed group of friends like that, but probably with like, girlfriends I have and that is so much fun or with family big meals supper good stuff my family was definitely a sit down to the table everybody hold their hands and we'd pray and then we'd eat and it's probably why I'm somewhat of a decent human thank you mom and dad in heaven but I love that part that he says I will come in and eat with you but clearly not probably the part that he wants me to focus on as much as he's standing at the door knocking, meaning Jesus is pursuing you. Our God desires you. He looks down every day and sees an imperfect you, but he sees you as perfect because he's looking through the eyes of Christ who has redeemed you and he sees perfection. He sees the image of God that he has made in you. And he loves you exactly how you are. And he's at the door knocking. And what does it say we have to do? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, Maybe you're not sure if that's God's voice. I know that I've not been sure a million times if that's what God wants me to do. And I'm telling you, even if I pursue it thinking, well, I think that is God's voice and he's for sure telling me to do that, I will get to a certain point and be like, whoa, it was not. Turns out that's not God's voice because what happened Wasn't where I thought God was leading. So then it tells me God has said, nope, different direction. And then there's other times where it is crystal clear because he has brought me to the point where I need to be. And it might even not be where I thought it was going to be. But it's where I am at peace and I am comfortable and I am happy and healthy and in the right place. And I got to, I got to be honest, sometimes his will puts you in a place that feels uncomfortable. The three weeks that my mom was in hospice with hospice saying, it could be a few days, it might be a week, but you know, this is end of life. And then it would be, could be a few hours and it got crazy because It became a situation where the hospice nurses were like, yeah, it's Peggy. She's got sort of her own plan that doesn't really typically fall into this normal hospice kind of schedule and not that there's any right way to die. That's crazy, but that was God's will and that was not necessarily the most comfortable place to be or the most happy place to be. But in the end, the peace that passes all human understanding when my mom went to heaven was present. And if you can only imagine a room where there it you felt the presence of Jesus Christ, unbelievable. Like to say when my mom died there was joy. Sounds weird, but there was this powerful peace at that moment. And then, of course, you know, you slip into reality and are like, well, my mom is gone. She's in heaven and it's okay. And so my real point is Jesus knocks at the door and our job is just to hear and open, to open the door that's the stipulation. And it's not that, I mean, seriously, to accept, to open, to believe, that's it. That's the only thing we have to do. Wow. That's awesome. And then the presence of God is there and it's there. It's there. You just have to accept. And even if you do it in a way that is You know, are you really there, God? Show me. It's unbelievable the stories of people who are in this questioning moment and God shows up. I love, love, love that. Now my brain, though, just has gone to Paul McCartney's Let Him In song, you know, Someone's knocking at the door, someone's ringing the bell, do me a favor, open the door and let him in. Yeah, I think he means Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But that's where my brain always adds some music to it. And I wish I sang better because then I could sing all the time in these. I love though, in it, there's Sister Susie and Brother John. I just went on vacation with Sister Susie and Brother John. How did Paul McCartney know? That is so awesome. Anyways, I am so happy to be doing this, because when I had that moment of feeling God's presence where he says, I am in the midst, you know, that that God is in our midst, and please, God, don't leave us. That made me think, what a perfect topic for this week's podcast. Doesn't doesn't that always work? That way I always tell you how I came up with that subject matter because it is always to the glory of God. He's the one who puts that in my head and I'm so grateful. And then it originally felt like because the world is in such turmoil or the United States is in such turmoil. And then I I have had some friends, I have some friends who are sick, I have some friends who are just feeling at a really low point, I have some friends who have some family things going on, and so I thought, you know, I'm going to do that for them. And you probably have noticed that throughout most of this podcast, I've spoken about things In my life, and particularly grief rearing its ugly head again, so clearly, I thank you for allowing me to do this podcast and listening, because it helps me so much. I went to a friend's mom's visitation, and it felt so important to go, because while we don't know how somebody feels, because we don't have that relationship, even though I understood to a point because we had similar situations and my mom recently died and her mom died and it was dementia related. And so there's similarities, but it is still her relationship with her mom. We don't know that feeling other than the similarities that we feel in grief or the similarities that we feel when we're under stress or depressed or sick or any of those things. And so we work with each other to help each other and doing this podcast is such a blessing to me. And I hope it's a blessing to you as well. There is a great story and it's, it's real. And when I say story um, it's, I don't know this person, but I was, I happened to be watching the today show one morning while I was eating my delicious breakfast. And so I was captivated by this um, instructor from Peloton. I don't have a Peloton. My daughter does. And so I'm writing the girl's name down. Her name is Kendall Toole, T-O-O-L-E. I liked her name, Kendall, because I have a granddaughter, Kendall. And Kendall is legit pretty perfect. But she was sharing with um, Carson Daly that, While she was in college, she was struggling so hard. Here she was a film student and a cheerleader, and she was just concealing this depression that she had, and it got so bad that she was going to take her life. And she put her phone on silent, and she went up to her apartment building roof and was standing there. And was so overwhelmed and feeling suffocated by this horrendous depression and horrendous pain. And she had this vision of her parents getting the news that she was dead, you know, reacting to a suicide. And she said it was like a lightning bolt, and she turned her phone back on, and there was like 15 phone calls from her mom and 12 text messages. And and I totally believe that because you just feel when your kids are hurting. And she just called her mom and said, please come pick me up. And her mom, of course, did, and she got help and through it all her dad said it's gonna be you know basically he he was there and he said I know this is knocking you down but we will not let this knock us out and that was the mantra that that became her mantra And, and she ends all of her Peloton, what are they called sessions, Peloton exercise moments, but she ends every one of those sessions with, I know this is not every class. That's what I guess it is. I know this is knocking you down, but we will not let this knock us out. And, um, she recently chatted with her dad and he came to visit and they went up on the roof and she told him that she wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those words and he said and i could almost get emotional telling this story because i think it's beautiful he said every time you end your he said i take your class and every time you end your class i put up my fists and raise them with you and i am so proud I love inspiring stories like that where you know God is present. And I love, I love the dad and how much he loves this daughter and it makes me think of our Heavenly Father who does know that this world can knock us down but he will not let it knock us out. And when we are there, and when we are reaching out and are, are looking for his presence, instead of him putting his fists up and raising them with us, he puts his arms out and he dies on a cross for us. And he gives it all up and he gets knocked out on our behalf. But he doesn't stay knocked out. He raises again. And he raises again so that we will raise again. And that we can walk through this crazy, mixed up world. And we can live through anything. Because he died for everything. For us. And that is such a beautiful thing so Leslie oh my gosh I'm shouting you out one of my best best listeners that I have totally never shouted out before you know I always shout out Susie and there are so many of you that listen Leah big shout out to you you need to keep working hard Leah's gonna be our next UFC champ so I gotta shout her out because she is working hard right now Share this with a friend and let them know that if they listen and they want to email me at cares at gmail.com, I will shout them out too. Have a wonderful week and look for the presence of God. Open the door.